Welcome everyone to Breaking Big Blue. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan, ESPN, ESPN.com, Giants reporter. And this is a special episode right here you're listening to. Okay, a milestone per se, because this podcast, Breaking Big Blue, it began back in 2017, early in 2017, I believe. And this is the first time, first time, we're going to be doing an episode with the New York Giants in first place. Yeah, believe it or not, the first time, hundreds of episodes, first time, they are in first place in the NFC East. It's a good day to be alive if you're a Giant fan. That's right. Uh, sure, you're 4-7, and seven, but you play in the NFC East, and the Giants are improving, coming off a 19-17 victory over Cincinnati. Not pretty. They played pretty poorly for the most part, made enough mistakes where they easily could have lost the game, and they came close. Cincinnati gets the ball back at the end and gets near midfield, right? But here's what's different, and I know they're facing Brandon Allen. That, in past years, and even earlier this year, that had all the workings of a game the Giants were about to lose. And you know what? They didn't. Jabal Sheard makes the play. I mean, Jabal Sheard, I put out there, because the Giants are now decimated at outside linebacker, and I put out pressure percentages for the Giants' outside linebackers. Jabal Sheard's was 2.5% this season. I mean, that is the worst. I mean, I don't know if it's the worst in the NFL. It's hard to imagine anybody being worse than that. I mean, that is so far below average. But you know what? He makes the play when they need it. I mean, things are coming up giants, it seems. So let's go over the good, the bad, and the WTF, okay? We're going to start with the good because they won. Now, the bad, obviously, is good. The day is we'll get into the Daniel Jones injury. I'll get into the details of that. That now puts where they go from here up in the air because he's dealing with a hamstring injury. But first, let's talk about some good stuff, okay? Wayne Gallman and the running game. Wayne Gallman career highs and carries. And yards, 25 for 94 with another touchdown. It's five straight games. Five straight games with a touchdown. So their running game, I mean, give the offensive line credit. That's a bad Cleveland, uh, Cincinnati defensive line. But the offensive line played very well in that game. I would say venture to say that that was perhaps their best game. Uh, Andrew Thomas played better. Granted, I don't think Cincinnati has much on the edge rushing category either. They traded their best edge rusher in Carlos Dunlap, who the Giants We'll see this week in Seattle, or likely he has a foot, sore foot, Pete Carroll said. But uh, anyway, the offensive line, getting better, getting better. The new coach, Googe, not going to go into his name again. Uh, that didn't affect them continuing to trend in the right direction. So that's a positive. Wayne Gallman basically coming back from the dead <laughs> earlier this year. He had a game where he didn't have a touch against Washington. That was only, what, five weeks ago. And now look at this guy five or six weeks ago. Now he he's their number one running back. They're going to lean on him. He's probably their, their uh, number one option on offense who's going to, every week is going to touch the ball the most. I mean, he's probably not their most explosive player, but you got to like what you've seen. He runs hard, gets yards after contact, sticks it up in there in the hole, wing goal, playing well. We'll, get, we'll talk to him actually in a little bit. The safety combo is something else that I got to mention in the good. I mean, Logan Ryan making plays left and right. Jabril Pepper, Peppers, to me, playing more consistently than he ever has. And you know what? We were talking to defensive backs coach Jerome Henderson the other day, and he said something very interesting. And I think when I look at Jabril Peppers, this is true. In a way, he slowed him down. He told him he had to slow down, let the game come to him. 
you would see in the past Peppers running past plays, just, you know, just zooming past it, looking to, you know, make a, a, another kill shot and flying past the play. Now he seems to be processing a little more. Now we'll see if it holds up long term. But the Giants, that safety combo is dynamite right now. I mean, really good. I mean, that's a strength. With Logan Ryan forcing turnovers left and right. I mean, he's been up and down at times this year, but dude's a playmaker. The mental part of the game that he plays, and he talks about this a lot. He's playing games with that quarterback constantly. And you saw it again with, with uh, Brandon Allen the other day. And it makes a difference. A Nico Lalas, guys like that. The Giants are winning with guys like Nico Lalas, Carter Coughlin, uh, Cam Brown. You know, Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown are seventh, sixth and seventh round picks. These guys are making late game contributions. Isaac Yadam played much better this week. Again, I'm going to hold out making an ultimate judgment on guys like Isaac Yadam till till we play till they play this week against Seattle because now Seattle is a different test. They bring DK Metcalf, who's just a monster beast, and Tyler Lockett. So now and and a competent quarterback and a passing game that's just explosive. So let's see where the Giants stand. This is a real test game, right? This is the kind of game where you say, okay, if this Giants team and the progress is real, they at least keep this game close. You know, they at least hang in the game, I should say, and don't just get totally outclassed. But if they go in there, and def- defensively I'm talking about, because, you know, they're, if, if Colt McCoy starts, which is, which is likely, and we're sitting here on Wednesday right now, Daniel Jones didn't practice on Wednesday, it would probably take a miracle, a miraculous recovery for Daniel Jones to play on Sunday. So Colt McCoy is probably playing offensively. That makes the Giants even more limited. But if they could even slow down Seattle, that's a you know that's progress. If they can hang with Seattle, that's significant progress. If they win, wow, this team might be for real. They might be able to do some damage. Not by for real. I don't mean like they're going to go out and win a Super Bowl. I don't think. But that this team is legitimately playing as a high end team. So that's why this week's exciting when they play Seattle. I'm curious to see just where how much progress they have made, just where they stand. Especially on that defensive side. Maybe they'll hide Yadam. He's played pretty well when called upon, when they, teams have thrown at him. Let's see what happens when they, when they play a top passing attack. A team where he used to go against a, a, a really good receiver. With a really good quarterback throwing to him. Now on the offensive side for the Giants, I got to point out, I mean, I don't think people understand the difference Sterling Shepard makes to this offense. Think about what they were like with Shepard and without Shepard. Okay. He's a guy who can get open. He can, he has that shiftiness, the route running ability to make those tough third down short yardage catches, keep the chains moving. It's such a difference maker when he's on the field for this team. I mean, he can get open. He can work himself open. He can create immediate separation. That quickness at the line is legit. Watch his footwork. Watch those routes. Dynamite. So I'm a big Sterling Shepard guy. I just think he's the kind of guy you want on your team. Is he a number one receiver? No. But is he a good quality player? Yes, he is. He's a good quality player. So those are some of the good things going on with the Giants right now. Oh, let me say this. This might be the the best of them all. Because when I look at the Giants, and I'm sure there's people in that building, remember we even heard Dave Gettleman uh, had inquired about Kenny Galladay, you know, like the short-sightedness that we've seen with this organization that points in the past couple of years. Joe Judge, and he has been steadfast about this. And you could tell. He's dropped hints like he almost... And I'm paraphrasing and, you know, giving you my opinion based off what he said. He almost doesn't care if they make the playoffs. And I don't say that in a bad way. I'm saying that in that 
he has a bigger purpose, right? He's looking long range. This, this organization finally has a long range view. He's looking at it and saying, we're trying to do bigger and better things. You know, we're trying to build something here. We're trying to go in the right direction. Our goal simply isn't, okay, let's do everything we can in our power to make the playoffs here just to satisfy the masses, you know, the, the, to, to make some people look good. To say, oh, yeah, we made the playoffs. This is great. We're in first place. He completely is calling the, the standings irrelevant, basically, because that's not his focus. His focus is on the bigger picture, making sure this program is headed in the right direction so that when they do get the right pieces in there and enough pieces in there, that this team will be ready to do some serious damage. But he knows they're not ready. So he's keeping his eye on the long term, on the big picture, rather than being short-sighted like I think they have been for several years with the whole Eli thing over and over again, putting him back as the starter after the Geno debacle, uh, rolling him back another year, trading for Leonard Williams, when, and I know he's playing great, but I'm just talking about the idea that they traded in a, at 2-6 and six for a guy who was about to become a free agent. To me, that's a short-sighted decision, and there was a lot of these. Signing a lot of these older guys, the Golden Tate, the Nate Solder, that seems to be a thing of the past. And the, only, the biggest difference is that Joe Judge is on board. And I think he is steadfast in keeping an eye on that big picture. And that, to me, is the biggest positive with this organization right now. Now, some of the bad coming out of that uh, Cincinnati win and also the uh, where the Giants stand in general. I mean, let's let's start with Daniel Jones, okay? Because he's injured, hurts his hamstring, tries to come back in the game, can't do it. Obviously, it wasn't looking great. Uh, I had a source tell me pretty he was it was pretty bad after the game. Pretty bad, meaning never to the degree. And I don't know. I mean, I, I get it, but th- that's all relative. Pretty bad is all relative. It could be it could be construed many different ways. To the individual I I talked to, the source that I talked to, pretty well informed individual. It was relayed to me that he would miss some time. And that's kind of what I tried to write. It was never he's going to likely be out for the season or he might be out for the season. That never seemed like a realistic, especially if you saw him standing on the sideline, uh, staying there. He, he, he you know limped off. After you saw that, you, you didn't think that Daniel Jones was probably going to miss the next five games. At least I didn't. And so as I wrote and as I tried to report, it looked like he could miss some time. That's what they meant by pretty bad. Because they're in a playoff race. They're trying to win a division. You don't want your quarterback to miss any time. But it looked like he probably is. And it still looks like that. We're sitting here on Wednesday. He didn't practice. Uh, He wouldn't say today whether he was able to do any running. But he did say he wasn't sure if if they had to play a game today if he could. So these are all signs to me that point towards, okay, he's probably not going to be playing this week. And who knows about the following week. Sometimes these hamstring injuries are tricky. But. I think that's the more likely scenario. Misses this week, gets back next week. Uh, at most, misses a pair of games, unless there's obviously a setback, then that changes everything. So to me, that's probably the most realistic scenario. There is the outside shot. I mean, I would put it at like 5% that he has a miraculous recovery this week and he toughs it out and he gets on the field this week. Because if you know anything about Daniel Jones, he is a tough SOB. Go look back in college. Broke his, I believe it was his collarbone. And uh, maybe it wasn't his collarbone. Some, somewhere, something like that. And missed back nine days. Has surgery back nine days later, three weeks after the injuries, back on the field playing. Practice after nine days, back after three weeks. Tough dude. 
Everyone you talk to, tough dude. Everything you saw in the field last year, tough dude. Now, you know playing through a hamstring injury could be tricky, though, because you tweak it, and he's even out even longer. They have to be careful. You don't really want him to push it. Yeah, if it was a playoff game, probably a different story. But it's not. Still five games left in this season. I don't think anybody really, many people really, I mean, the Giants are huge underdogs regardless, think that they were going to win this game. So get him healthy. Get him healthy for a stretch run, even if it's the last four or five games, three games even, you know, get him 100% so you could try and steal one of these next four games. they got a tough schedule coming up. So that's the bad news. Daniel Jones is injured. He's their quarterback, Colt McCoy. Look, Colt McCoy, his last win is a starter, 2016. Only started four games, uh, three games actually since that season. Could be reckless at times. Doesn't have the greatest arm. So sticking the ball into tight windows, throwing it downfield, that's not going to be something they do. Does move pretty well. I think he moves better and runs better than people think. So that zone read and read option and RPOs, like you're gonna, you're still going to see that as part of the offense a little bit, I think. So, But think about it. This is another bad. I mean, the Giants' offense moved the ball up and down the field. I think they had their highest output of the season, maybe, offensively, yards-wise. Still, 19 points. Their, their only touchdown came on that opening draft. So there's still not an offense that can put a lot of points on the board. Still doing too many bad things. Not enough explosive players, explosive plays to make it happen there. So, I mean, Giants is no, I mean, there's other reasons. I mean, it's not just the quarterback. It's not the running game. It's not the offensive line. I mean, Evan Ingram fumbled. Every every game, it's penalties. It's always something different. But they're just, this team isn't going to put up a lot of points on the board, which makes me concerned about these next two games. You got Seattle, obviously an explosive offensive team. Arizona. If uh, Kyler Murray's shoulder's good, an explosive offensive team, teams that could score points. I don't know if the Giants could score with them, even with Daniel Jones. So those two games, to me, are probably their hardest two games left. So it's not looking good for those games. Darius Slayton also. Uh, it's been a struggle. He's been a little banged up. I believe they said shoulder and ankle. He was listed as limited uh, today. I'm taping this on Wednesday. Uh, zero catches in that last game. One catch two games ago. So, you know, He's obviously not, you know, been banged up. He's not himself. He's not the weapon that he was at times. That that that's a bigger that's another big problem for this, this team. If you're without Daniel Jones and you got Darius Slayton banged up, where's this offense going to get points? And the WTF with this team right now? What's going on? I mean, look at the outside linebacker position. Kyler Fackrell add him to the list. He's now on injured reserve with a calf injury. So you got Kyler Fackrell, you got Lorenzo Carter, and O'Shane Zimenez, who since the last time we taped this podcast and now. Had to have rotator cuff surgery. He's out for the year. So those three guys are all on IR. Marcus Golden was traded. Who the heck is left at outside linebacker? Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown, two rookies, Trent Harris, uh, Jabal Sheard, even Nico, Nico Lalas might play there a little bit. But let's, uh, David Mayo. But let's be honest. These are not legitimate pass rushers in the NFL that are going to scare opposing teams. So the Giants are going to have trouble creating pressure against two good, really, 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 really good quarterbacks these next two weeks. Good luck. They got their work cut out for them. Like I said, if Pat Graham and Joe Judge can scheme enough pressure and confuse these quarterbacks enough in these next two weeks with those pass rushers and what they're working with, heck, they've done an unbelievable job with this defense. Because that outside linebacker position right now is thin. I mean, Charmin, toilet paper, super thin. So they got their work cut out for them. And in order to have any success, though, they're going to need a running game. And Wayne Gallman on the other side to control the pace of the game. So let's go to our guest and talk to him right now. On to the next one. 
Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. All right, let's welcome in Wayne Gallman, the starting running back for the New York Giants. That, 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 hey, Wayne, welcome, first of all. Hey, what's up? Uh, but that must sound pretty good to you. I mean, starting running back, it, it's been, a, it's been a, a, you know, a winding road, to say the least, to get to this point. Uh, so I'm curious from you, you're now at five straight games with a touchdown. You're, you've been, you know, the Giants primary ball carrier now for what, five straight games. What has changed in your mind during that time? Uh, really just being consistent, uh, consistent for the team. Um, just doing my, just doing my job really. And not trying to do too much, but you know, one thing that is going on is, you know, I'm just feeling more and more relaxed and comfortable, you know, just being me, who I am as a player. And uh, that's my goal every week is just to get a little bit better, you know. What do you attribute that to, though? You're saying you, you feel more comfortable. And, and, you know, did you not feel that way last year? Uh, I know, last year, I know it was a rough year for you, and but uh, uh, or even earlier this year. I mean, that Washington game well, was – that was only like six weeks ago at this point. You, you didn't touch the ball. And now, right. you know, it's, it's such a stark change. I mean, what, what do you attribute that to, that feeling different, feeling more comfortable, feeling yourself? Uh, really just uh, how the game goes. You know, I feel as if, you know, the more I play, the more comfortable I get. You know, the more relaxed I feel. And, you know, as the game goes on, I feel like I get stronger, you know. Uh, do you, do you kind of understand what I'm saying? No, I do. You know what? I've, I've peppered the coaches about this a couple times because I always felt like you're the kind of guy when you – the games where you got the carries, where you got more carries, that Washington game last year, uh, early in the year, um, you know, several games back when, you know, your rookie year or even that second year, the more carries you got, the, the more you seem to get in the flow, the better you seem to perform. Right. And – I don't know. Is that is that hard to convince coaches? Is it something you ever talk to them about? Because when I asked that, that you know, the the answer kind of was like, "Look, they got to do their job when we call on them." So I mean, that's that's almost like kind of downplaying it. It seems in a bit. Uh, what are you asking me again? I'm I'm asking if you've ever talked to that with the coach. You know, brought that up with the coaches. Like, hey, I you know during this time, I need I need that to get the car. I need carries. I need to get in a groove. Like there there is something to this. Uh. No, I just work with uh, what I'm given, you know, what I earn, and really just for how to play the game, like just how the flow of the game goes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Everyone has their role. Everyone plays their part on the team. And, you know, when you have a team, that's what happens. You win games. So What's that vibe around that team now? You know, I mean, it's it, it's got to be a little different than it has been the past couple of years. You know, when you're winning games, it's clearly better. 
But what's it, what's it like? Describe it to me. Uh, you know, we just know the approach and how we want to come at each week. And that's just the work. You know, we can't stop. We can't, you know, get too happy. You can't get, you know, too low. But, you know, you got to understand that every week is a new challenge. And, you know, that's how we just have to keep approaching it. Have you, have you noticed a, a big change, though? I mean, it seems like early in the year, like this offense was obviously de- designed around Saquon, right? So it seemed like you were going to do a lot of outside zone. And then as you sort of evolve, Saquon gets injured. You know, the, the plan kind of changes. How much have you seen the change? I mean, it seems like you're running a lot more power type runs, uh, more inside zone than before. And this sort of like, you know, plays a little bit more to your strengths, it seems. Uh, we've pretty much had everything in. Um, it just depends on how the game plan is that week. We usually take stuff in, take stuff out, you know. But, uh, you know, I've worked pretty well with everything. Uh, Everything's been going really well with the line up front. You know, they're doing a great job and, you know, knowing what they have to do, knowing their adjustments. And uh, so is Daniel, you know, and Coast. You know, Coast the same way. You notice the difference with Daniel? I mean, you mentioned him as part of that, but, I mean, obviously the offensive line we know has grown. But is does that is that relate to the running back as well when you're talking about your quarterback's growth uh, in the second year, maybe him being able to check to runs and that kind of stuff while you're in game being a helpful thing to you guys? I mean, yeah, as you, uh, as you grow within team, I mean, you're going to get that flow within the offense, you know, with the, with the plays that we're calling, just how we feel with how we go throughout our own practices, you know, it's right. just a flow that begins to happen and, you know, that's when you can kind of start to get that roll, roll going. Well, it seems like you're on it right now. I mean, five straight games with a touchdown. That's a that's a pretty good roll. There's six touchdowns during that stretch. Uh, have you noticed people jumping on, the, for the lack of a better term here, the Wayne train? I mean, the, I'm sure there's a lot of fantasy fans out there also that are, you know, becoming Wayne Gallman fans. Is this, huh, how much do you notice this going on? Uh, it's been going on since college. <laughs> uh, I'm used to it and you know just to see it come back about uh, it's no surprise uh, I embrace it um, it is what it is people like it so I like it right I'm sure you get people reaching out to you and saying yeah you won me you won me this week in fantasy I mean I'm not gonna lie I I did you are on my fantasy team I, I know do you think that should be illegal I mean is, is that do I have like an inside <laughs> advantage kind of like I, I I'm around the team I I get this a lot, but people are like, you shouldn't be allowed to pick up Giants. <laughs> no, man. You, uh, shoot, you got to do what's best to win. And that's how you so want to win. That's what I say. I'm, you know, I'm trying to win. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Whatever it takes. So what do you – I heard Saquon the other day. He mentioned we call you Wayne Train. So what, what do you what – do, do people really call you – does he like, yo, what's up, Wayne Train? Is that something he says to you? I mean, it sounded it sounded a little weird to me. And what do you think of that? What do you think of the nickname? I got about ten to fifteen nicknames, man. Uh, All right, you got ten to fifteen. Like, Give me yeah. three. Uh, you got Wheezy, you got Little Wayne, you got Wayne Head. <laughs> Wayne Head. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> what do What do you What do you like best? What's What's your preference? Man, I don't care. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I prefer being called Wayne. Honestly, but. <laughs> you know, that's what they want to call me. Shoot, go ahead. Well, you got you to have fun with it a little bit. So. Uh, I mean, all right, I'm going to take you back to last year, right? Tough year for you. 
what do you think at that point when you're no longer being active? I think this is week 13-ish, probably like the last four or five weeks of the season kind of deal. Yeah. Uh, really just coming in and being just being with my brothers, really, just being with team. Um, you know, there's nothing I could really do about that. You know, there are times when things are out of your control and you can only do what's given. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just embraced that, you know, I control what I could, you know, I came in and worked every day as I do now and uh, just try to be the best player I can be. Yeah. We talked really, about it last I, year at the time. It was, it was a strange thing, right? I mean, it seemed yeah. like they didn't, did they ever, did they ever tell you any, like tell you why, like what, what did they, what did they want from you? Like what did they need from you? Um, I'm honestly not sure, but uh, you know, those things, things happen for a reason. And, you know, it may have been something I've been doing. But, uh, you know, I still go back to saying that I just come to work every day to come, become a better player and just being a better person, really. Right. Um, no, there's really nothing I could tell you on that. Cause I'm right. Not, so, I'm not. so hear me out then, right? I have a theory. Now, I don't know this, but I have a theory, okay? I know I, I don't know you that well, but I know you a little bit, right? The way you, you know you carry yourself, uh, the way you operate, and you're a, a pretty even keel guy. Maybe low key, you know, kind of on the you, you're not a rah rah jump up and down kind of guy on a regular basis. It doesn't seem so. Football coaches in general, maybe they could mistake that for indifference or malaise, and and think. You're not giving, you know, they like the guy that jumps up and down and that, that, you know, does the little, the extra yelling and it, to them, it, it could create the impression, even though it's not always the case that maybe that shows that they care more. What do you, what do you think of that theory? Uh, shoot, man. I, honestly, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of theories out there that could equal out to something, but for me, man, I could honestly care less. You know, I'm going to always be, Wayne Gallman, and that's really who what I learned, you know, going through last year as well. Is just you got to be yourself, man. You know, mm-hmm. at times when you think you got to do this and do that, and you know, you don't have to do none of that. You be yourself, period. And you allow people to, you know, make their judgment the way they need to, and just let them be gone with it. You know, because I can honestly care what anyone else thinks. So, how much does did that help? early this season, right? You know, Saquon starting, then he gets injured, they bring in Devonta. You're still not really getting your opportunities. How much did that thinking help you there in that spot, you know, early this season? Uh, really just going and seizing the opportunity. Um, I really wished I wouldn't have gotten this opportunity the way that I did. But, you know, you can't help what happens. You know, things happen for certain reasons that you'll never understand. But, all I can say is, is that, you know, I'm just seizing my opportunity and trying to make the best of my opportunity, and that's that's all I can say. Do you collect receipts on people who doubt you, people who, you know, didn't believe in you? I mean, I'm petty. I'm a petty, you know, MF over here. Like, I, when I was trying to get this job, I had I used to keep a list in my – I said this, told this story before. I used to keep a list in my drawer of people, like, the, the, you know, that were turning me down for jobs. Like, do, do, do you – ever think about that do you remember you know do you say hey i want to prove this i'm trying to prove these people wrong all these people that that 
didn't believe in me? Uh, I mean, I used to think like that more so in college early on. But I, w- I would say now that, you know, that stuff doesn't matter at all. You know, all I can really do is come to work every day and my teammates count on me to be the best person I can be. So all those outside noises and things of that nature, those don't really bother me anymore. You know, I don't even look at it. I don't think about it, you know, because at the same time, I'm going to prove them wrong anyway. And they're going to, of course, flip sides and uh, be, you know, be a fan, whatever. It, it's, how, it's how life goes. I don't really care about it. Uh, you're better. You're a better man than me, obviously. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> but no, man. I mean, no, I hear you. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding in a way. But uh, it, you, at some point, you have to, you know, silence everything on the outside. I, I get it. because yeah, it really does. Well, I mean, what's what's someone telling me how they think I am as a person gonna do to me? It's not gonna do anything, right? You know. It, so, what did what did Joe Judge say to you? earlier this season when the opportunities weren't coming? Uh, he just, they pretty much just let me know that they saw how hard I was working. They knew, they they knew I had talent, I guess. Uh, I really felt really good with the offense and how everything was working. And they just challenged me to take the extra step. You know, they wanted me to. What did that know, mean to that? you though? What did, what, is that, what did that mean to you, take the extra step? What did, how, yeah. how do you, what did you have to do to take that extra step? Uh, nothing. Uh, really, just be myself. But at the same time, it gave me that sense of team. Really, that's what it gave me. Um, that's what made me work harder. Uh, that's what made me be able to be more me because that was more like being accepted into team. You know, everyone's part of team. Everyone wants to be part of a brotherhood. You know, and I, I really believe Coach Judge has really changed this culture to that. You know, we're about team. We're about family. So how much call. do you attribute that to you guys being in first place now? I attribute it a lot, you know, because, you know, Coach Judge just has us all in, you know. Um, everyone's focused. Everyone knows that we have a job to do. And, you know, we can't take this for granted. You know, we can't take any weeks for granted. I'm curious. You, you talk about Coach Judge. He has you, you know, in that mindset now. What was the reaction in that, you know, in the running back room, in the locker room in general, when he first arrives and he, you know, you first get to know him and you, you first learn about his program and, you know, he's a no BS kind of guy. So I'm curious, what, what, what was that first impression like? It was a great impression, man. Uh, all serious, man. He commanded, he had, the, he commanded the attention of everyone in the room, you know, and that's all I got to say about it. You know, he, he got it. You know? Right away. Like you knew right away. Okay. This guy's this guy's got you know got this room. He's got he's got everybody on board right away. Pretty much. Wow, that's pretty good. All right, let's do a little we'll finish up here. We'll do a little giant word association. Ready? So I'll give you a word or phrase. You just give me you know a couple uh, one word or a couple words on what you think of right away. Okay. Okay. The 2020 NFL season. Uh, COVID. Wayne Gallman's favorite run. Uh, uh, goal line. Okay. I mean, hey, <laughs> those touchdowns, that, that works. Yeah. <laughs> the, the NFC East this season. Up in the air. Your fullback, Eli Penny. A dog. The, making the playoffs. A dream. Wayne Gallman. He is who he is. I like it. 
I like it. And where you are is the starting running back of the New York Giants right now who's red hot. I mean, 24 carries, 94 yards in this last game with a touchdown. Those are both career highs. How'd you feel on Monday? Uh, yeah, I felt I – felt, I mean, I'm a little sore, yeah. <laughs> Haven't had that many carries and since college, man. But, you know, I, I like it. You know, I, I like the opportunity to have that, you know, to be able to help the team, contribute to a win. Um, you know, I can only hope for, you know, more or less. I can only right. hope to just do what's best for the team. Up well, you keep performing at this level, and I like the chances of the team winning a bunch of games. Wayne, thank you very much. Appreciate you for coming on. Thanks, man. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks to Wayne Gallman there. I mean, good story. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, last year he was basically deactivated for Buck Allen, a guy who they essentially signed off the street at one point during the season. Completely had fallen out of favor. It looked like he was headed in that same direction again this year uh, with the Joe Judge regime. Then Saquon gets hurt. They even get Devontae Freeman. They bring him in. He immediately jumps over him. And so Wayne Gallman just didn't look like he had the support of the organization. And then all of a sudden, guess what? Devonta Freeman gets hurt. Wayne Gallman takes over. And he proves, you know, that not only can he play, but he could he could be a quality starter in this league uh, and get that kind of workload and handle that kind of workload. So I really like that story. So thanks for Wayne Gallman for stopping by. Uh, We'll try and do some of these more player interviews as we go along here. It's a little easier when they're not losing every week and they're not 0-5 and players are a lot more likely to to want to talk and do these kind of things. But anyway, I'll give you a little Jordan on a beat. This is the portion of the episode where I tell you what it's like to cover the Giants the NFL, work for ESPN in general. And let me tell you, these streets are tough these days. I am not a popular man. I'm, I'm, I'm entering, I, I, I joked with Pat Leonard uh, to earlier today, this Wednesday again, as I mentioned, like 15 times already in this episode. Uh, I joked I'm entering Pat Leonard territory with, with Giants fans, it seems. They're, they're, not, they're not liking me. Uh, and uh, this time it was about my Daniel Jones report on Sunday night. Now, they didn't read it closely enough is my belief would be my belief or took something for what it, what it isn't. And uh, look, I never put a timetable on Daniel Jones. 
I was told what I was told. I reported it because I think as fans, you would want the information to get an idea that, okay, he's likely to miss time here. And the phrase that was used was pretty bad for his hamstring injury. Now, if you read that story, it never indicated a timetable. And all it did was it led with the line that that could force him to miss some time. And my point here is you got to, and, and I'm very careful with my words. And we have a news desk that handles this, that they, they're also, they're, they're watching the words very closely. And again, the follow-up story showed, uh, the MRI showed a hamstring strain that likely is likely to force him to miss some time. Like notice how these are worded very carefully. And then after I said he's likely to miss some time, I put, because I, there is that, and this was also relayed to me, that there is that chance that he does have a miraculous recovery this week. So I tried to, and that he is a tough guy. So I tried to portray in that same story that, look, this is a guy that once came back from, uh, I, let's see, I have it up here. I think, it, I think it's a collarbone. What is it? What did he hurt while at Duke? What did he hurt while at Duke? Clavicle, broken clavicle. So he did come back from that, and he is a tough dude, and he can have a miraculous recovery. So I didn't want to rule him out completely, but likely to likely to force him to miss some time. Think about it. And this, you got to be very careful with your words when you do this when you do this job. And even then, people will pick you apart and crush you, and that's fine. That's part of my job. And I, I expect look, if I'm wrong, if I mess up. I should be held accountable. You guys should hold me accountable. That doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. I'm trying to give you as much information as possible. And I'm trying to do my best here and be uh, responsible with the information that I get. And when I use, by the way, when I use the phrase pretty bad, right, that's in quotes because that's what was said to me. That's what that was relayed to me by the source. Okay, I didn't make up this pretty bad part. That wasn't my interpretation of it. That's what was relayed to me. And again, that's a very relative term. So you got to be very careful. It kind of reminds me of the Odell Beckham situation. And remember Odell injured his ankle in the preseason against the Browns? And there was plenty of time. But, and then like a couple, two or three weeks before I reported, you know, he could miss some time. It's possible he misses some time in the regular season. And people killed me for it. I mean, I got slammed. <laughs> people... Because it's not the news that they want to hear. I'm an idiot. I'm wrong. You know, you see him out on the practice field. There's a difference between, and we'll see Daniel Jones out on the practice field too. We saw it with Saquon last year. People got mad when I reported he was going to be out another week. With Remember remember Saquon was a magical healer? No. These guys all, it's hard to come back from these injuries. You don't want to put them at further risk. Even a guy like Saquon, he went out there. He ended up missing the three weeks anyway with the high ankle sprain. Came back and still wasn't his normal self. Odell Beckham too. That ankle took him time to get back. Took him a few weeks before he was his normal self. He came back. I believe it was the first or the second game he came back. It was Detroit. And he was like a bit player. So it kind of reminds me of that situation there. So uh, it is what it is. Part of the job. Uh, when I'm wrong, I will admit I'm wrong. Uh, and I, you want to hold me accountable for that? That's fine. I could do without the name calling. I just don't see any, just don't see any point in that. I don't understand how people why people would just go on social media and tell me to, you know, you know, screw off or go jump off a bridge. I mean, what kind of person does that? But these people are out there. Uh, you know, the dude I responded to on, on Twitter this week who just put clown faces, who just trolls me nonstop, whatever, man. 
you, you think you're going to, all I know is if you think you're going to get a block from me, if you didn't get affect me like that, nah, nah, I don't block people. You, you can look out there. There is nobody. I don't think there's a single person I've ever blocked on social media because your words are never going to hurt me. But that's that. Now on to the game because we got a good, big, huge game for the Giants. A win here would be a huge bonus. They're either nine and a half if, if Jones plays 11 point underdogs. Either way, not expected to win. But, you know, crazier things have happened. It's the NFL. Now, am I going to pick the Giants to win? Especially with Colton McCoy at quarterback? No. Not going there. Let's not go. Let's not get that carried away right now. I'm going Seattle 27, Giants 16. Ooh, that would be right on the number if it's 11. So if it's 11, I got to push. If it's nine and a half, Seattle, uh, I mean, you got to Seattle covers. So that's where I stand, I guess, on that. I just don't see the Giants being able to stop this Seattle defense. I mean, their pass rush, you can only create so much pass rush, and like their back end can only hold up so long against a DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett. I mean, I, I honestly don't think anybody in the league right now you want guarding one-on-one. I know James Bradbury has a great year, but we saw what happened when Darius Slay went one-on-one with uh, DK Metcalf the other day. Dude's a beast, and Joe Judge has pretty much said this this week. Uh, uh, who else said it? Oh, uh, Jerome Henderson, the DB code. I mean, the key, this guy is beast, just a beast from another world. And I, I always feel like that with a lot of these top receivers. And it's going to be the same thing next week because they play Arizona, DeAndre Hopkins. You don't want to single these guys. They're too good. I don't care what kind of cornerback you have. You got to have like all world Darrell Revis, Deion Sanders in their prime to stop these guys nowadays. So especially with the rules that they are, barely touch them. Everything's a penalty. So they're going to have to come up with a plan to slow DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and Russell Wilson. I just don't see it happening, especially with Colt McCoy. The Giants max is probably like 20 point range. The Seahawks are going to top 20, especially at home, the way they've been playing. So, yeah, 27, 16. That's my final score. And with that, that's the end of this episode of Breaking Big Blue. As always, you can reach me. You know where to find me. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, email. Email me your questions. We'll do a Giants After Dark next week for show. Uh, We will also, we're on all podcast platforms. Make sure you tell your friends. Help grow this podcast. And for all those haters out there, you know, sticks and stones can can break your bones. But words will never hurt me. I'm your host, Jordan Ronan, ESPN, ESPN ESPN.com, Giants reporter. Listen to Breaking Big Blue. See you next time. 